Welcome to episode 519 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the show where Andrew just decides when he feels like showing up. On this episode, we talk about Disney Bad Girls Club and TMNT Mutant Mayhem. I'm Patrick Hill. I'm Lauren Rubin. So grab a slice of your favorite pie and let's jump into this episode. Cowabunga, dudes. I did get to eat a giant slice of pizza before I saw Ninja Turtles, so that just like felt like the right move. Okay, let me just go and get this out of the way. Let me go and I'm, I'm just jumping in. Uh, TMNT, we'll talk about it more in the Master Categories. Yeah, you guys got to go to an early screening. I don't know what has happened. Yeah, we did. We did. We got to go see it. It's, last week when we didn't podcast, it was twofold. One is because we were watching TMNT. And two, it's because we were taking a trip to go, or I guess I was taking a surprise trip to surprise someone. I'm not going to talk about it. That's an Andrew thing. He could talk yeah. about it. But uh, there was like there was scheming going on. We've got to see it early. I don't know <laughs> what has happened lately, but I have had terrible theater Oh, no, again? Okay, so in this one, guy beside me, listen, good for him. He shows up, large popcorn, large pizza, large drink, some type of candy. And, like, we have these little bitty wooden things that go on our armrests that pivot out. His is freaking loaded to the brim. And then on top of that, uh, they gave us, like, a poster and they gave us a booklet. And so this dude's just going to town. Like, I I don't even know if the movie had started. He's already downed his large pizza. He's doing whatever. We Damn. get about halfway in the film, and I don't know what he was trying to do. He dumped his large popcorn into my lap. Oh, no. It was so annoying. And, and it's fine. Whatever. Like, that's bad enough. I mean, it, was it like really buttery? So it like messed up your pants? Or was it just no, like no, annoying? It's, it's, just, yeah. it's just annoying. Okay. As a large guy, uh, you, you may not know this. I'm a big things. person. Yeah. <laughs> I am incredibly <laughs> aware. <laughs> I know. I'm incredibly aware about encroaching on other people's space. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I look like a t- I know I actually literally do take up a lot of room, but in my head, I am like the tiniest little, like, I'm being so compact and so thoughtful and uh, not to my wife, uh, but to everyone else around me. Like, I'm it's very important to me. And so then when other people encroach on my space, it's like worse somehow because I was being so careful <laughs> and they didn't care, you know? Yeah. Well, like that makes sense to me because like you're very aware of it. So then like when someone like violates your rules, it's an extra annoying because you're like, I try to uh, like be yeah. cool and you're not yeah. being cool. Like- exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then behind us, someone had brought their two girls uh, and that's that's fine. I like young girls. Like, I don't one mind of them, when little kids talk like because usually it's really funny. And yeah. <laughs> but like, like one of them was maybe like yeah, three or four. As long right. As not too, yeah. So. That's I get it. Like your parents, and you still have a life, and you can't put, and you're not, you know, that's cool, and and you have kids, and and they should get to experience stuff. I get all that, but these the two kids just like talk so much in the movie, and it's there's oh. another part of me that's like, I don't know, like a lot of theaters around us do family showings. They do show like like uh, Alamo has a family showing of TMNT that's made for that, and so there is a oh, part yeah. of me that's like. 
there are things that accommodate you. Like maybe go to those. I don't know. I'm just being a curmudgeon now. Totally being a curmudgeon. Okay. Um, Will's saying that he doesn't even like Alamo Draft House, so you're not the chief curmudgeon yet. <laughs> no, it's still Will. It is still Will for sure. Uh, by the way, fun fact: if you're near an Alamo, they also do uh, showings for people that have like sensitivity to uh, sound and light and things like that. So they'll have showings nice of films of where they keep the lights up. They they bring the volume of the movie down, and they have a lot of really interesting screenings they do to again accommodate families and accommodate kids and accommodate people with uh like different sensitivity, disability, etc. Yeah. Um. Hopefully more theaters are doing that stuff. Uh, they really are the best in ours. Nice. Closed yeah. down and got replaced by garbage. Um. So daddy kids pop. Popcorn in your lap, and you still like the movie. Um, all right, the uh, two other things. Two other things. It is generally a good week for movies, though. Uh, Barbie, uh, Greta Gerwig becomes the first solo female director to have a film that cr- crosses a. Oh my god! The dollars. one time we really, really need the. Burr, burr, burr. I know, and he's and he's not here. Huge congratulations! It. Yeah, Love it so much. Uh, Oppenheimer is now uh, like the biggest World War II pick for grossing. I think it's at half a billion. And then I love how like there's always like some weird statistic that people pull out where it's like it's the highest grossing World War II movie. Like- yeah, yeah, where like where a man shows his balls. Um, and then TMNT had a, a great first week. I think uh, from Wednesday to Monday they brought in uh, I think it's either forty five or fifty million. The movie cost yeah. seventy million to make. So. Uh, by the way, it cost thirty percent less than uh, Into the Spider Verse. Well, whatever the second That's one was, amazing because the animation is incredible. But we'll get yeah. into that. Later. But we're going to get into it. So, congr- <laughs> you know congratulations to films. Films are doing well. They're making money, and uh, we'll yeah. circle back to that. All right, last thing before I throw it to you, Lauren, uh, I want to highlight someone in our community, and that is, that is very cool, Tolene. Tolene. Uh <laughs> I said Tolene, <laughs> Tolene yesterday, Tolene. and. Uh, was it yesterday? Was good, and Will was like, yeah, but I don't know what his name is. And I was like, Tolene. Jared. And then he was like, it's like Jolene. And I said, no, Will, I'm telling you, it's Tolene. Like, that's what his name is. Just um, Okay, so Tolene did this awesome thing where he uh, made... I mean, his his first name is Jared, just to be it, clear. It's Jared. I know. It's, yeah. I, it's Jared, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's so easy for me to remember Tolene because of what it rhymes with. Yes, All right, yes. so uh, Jared in our community put together these dice trays for his campaign that he's running. And so uh, it's two different woods, uh, depending on which tray. And actually, he gave gave me all the details because I asked for them, and I immediately disregarded it. So he used white oak and walnut on the boxes, and then he has a a fake leather liner in the bottom on the... Maybe some of the next one he builds, he's going to try to put a uh, real leather liner. But these look great. Really simple to do. Yeah, they look so nice. (laughs) Really, by the way, you have some nice looking dice, if I may say, Jared. Yeah. Very, very simple, but you can see his precision, right? Like, look how look how nice that cut is on that fake leather. It's so straight. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Uh, Here's the thing: if you've never used a dice tray, it just makes your game feel better. It doesn't matter. It makes a really nice sound effect when the like dice hits the wood. That is like. Yes. Just really nice. Very satisfying. It does <laughs> not matter what game you're playing. If your game involves throwing small cubes, <laughs> get one of these. Make one Is of these. like In fact, math polyhedrons or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't have the time to make one, but you do have the money, jump in our community, 
hit up It's Tolene. Tolene will make one for you if you throw enough money at him. I'm sure he will. Uh, but genuinely, like, there yeah, are games are super cool. that I have played over and over and over. I'm getting a little bit tired of them. And then I add something like a dice tray, and suddenly it's like it's a brand new game. Suddenly it's exciting to play. It's incredible how much something like this can enhance the playability of a game you already have. So anyway, find a dice tray, get a dice tray, buy a dice tray. These are great. Awesome work, Tolene. And you have a lot of nice dice. Every one of these pictures has like a different set. So... Congratulations on that. Jared and I have like talked about how much we both really enjoy collecting dice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Price sheet, price sheet. So Jared, just, uh, yeah, drop some, drop some numbers in Slack. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe someone will want to pick one up from you, but awesome, awesome work. All right, Lauren, what have you been up to this week? Yes. Uh, I've been up to a lot of things, uh, watching so many different movies and TV shows. I'm just going to pick a few to highlight quickly. Um, I watched a movie called Polite Society that is on Peacock, and I really wanted to shout this one out because it's like a weird indie movie that like I remember seeing a trailer for and then like never hearing about it again. Um, like so like it's and it's so much fun it's really like cool movie so it's about this um young indian girl named ria khan who wants to become a stunt woman um like her family's not super supportive of her being a stunt woman but they're not exactly like against it either and um like the movie's very like Scott Pilgrim because like all of a sudden it just like breaks out into a fight in like a very normal situation and no one thinks that's very weird and like a lot of people are weirdly good at fighting in this world as well so it's just like these really fun action sequences and it's it feels kind of like some of it's like in her imagination but like it it just gets played out in this like super cinematic really over the top really fun fight scenes um and the kind of movie centers around like this whole story between like her and her sister where like um her sister like uh gets like engaged in an arranged marriage and like uh Rhea becomes like really suspicious of the family of the like husband and there's like gets some clues that there's something fishy going on here so she has to pull off a wedding heist to save her sister and it's like this is a really fun very silly cute movie um that is on peacock now and i i highly highly recommend it it was really really fun one Sweet. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. You know what? Like Peacock, I, I was doing a a um inventory mm-hmm. of the streaming services that I use because I have too many. I've got to start like deleting some because it's it's out of control. Peacock's got some great stuff. That's just it's a side random plug yeah. for Peacock. There I think there uh, there is more that I want to watch there than I want to watch on Netflix right now. Can I pull like an interesting statistic that I was like pointed out on a Bravo podcast is that like the three like original shows that they made for like like the Bravo made for Peacock to kind of gain subscribers, which were uh, Real Housewives of Miami, Ultimate Girls Trip and Below Deck Down Under are all now like adopted into main Bravo shows because they were so successful. So it's just kind of funny that like Peacock really is like just like doing a great job just quietly under the radar. Yeah. Good for them. Have you seen, by the way, side note. Have no, you yeah. seen the advertisement <laughs> for like Barbie Dream Home Makeover? Yes, that it's, so so garbage. Bad. it's so bad. So garbage. Bad. I don't really like home makeover shows that much anyway, and that looks so cheesy and so ridiculous. It looks like such a lazy idea put together mm-hmm. by uh, you know like a, a group of fifty somethings or sixty somethings. It's also like so unsustainable. Like yeah. seeing like an episode of like Extreme Home Makeover where they did a Barbie episode would be more fun than an entire show yeah. devoted devoted to making Barbie houses. Like that's it's also like who wants this? Who is doing this? Like who wants an all pink house or whatever? By the way, Ty Pennington, congrats on getting out of the hospital last week. Um 
Yeah, and nobody <laughs> looks ex- even like in the actual trailer for it. No one sounds excited. No one looks excited. Like it, it just feels depressing. Yeah, I seriously doubt that show will last any longer than one season. Which it's a premise that is very unsustainable to begin with. So terrible. Good luck, Barbie Dreamhouse TV show. <laughs> Um, all right. Actually, speaking of Barbie, this is a perfect segue because uh, there's this really fun uh, D&D campaign that I found on YouTube that is Barbie themed. So they did um, this group of people got together. Um, this was hosted on Pixel Circus. And this was a, a like live playthrough of a one shot on Twitch that was um, to raise money in support of the writer strike. Um, people could make donations while they're playing to, you know, like give advantages or disadvantages, etc. Um, and the whole it was just a really fun idea because it's a full D&D game skinned to be like in Barbie land and like, you know, just take like all flavored to be Barbie. So like there was like a dentist Barbie, a like holiday Barbie, superstar Ken. And then the one person picked to play as the like camera Barbie that they have in the movie. And she's like a rogue. So it was like really fun how they like incorporated these like, like the Barbie isms into a really fun D and D campaign. And it was just really cute. The set that they have is really funny. It's like somewhere in between like a Barbie dream house and like blues clues. Um, like, and it's like yeah. surprisingly high production level considering that they like, you know, like put this together to be a charity thing. Uh, maybe they had planned it further ahead of time, I guess of the Barbie movie, but either way, like, I think this was like a super fun thing. I will post links for this. Um, really, really just a silly fun idea. It's about two and a half hours. It's a one shot. Um, but like, it, it would be fun to play like in Barbie land. Cause they did this fun the stuff where they're like kind of incorporating other toys from other franchises and things. So it's like literally like just playing with, uh, you know, like all your toys on the table, sort of. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, it's super cute. I will send this. I'll send this to everybody. I am, and I'm. I'm sorry for whoever I I offend. Oh well. yeah, I already have it up already. Uh, but I don't know that I ever want to play like a really dark D and D campaign or setting ever again. Like ever since we've been playing Neverland and been playing Oz, I love these worlds. I I love the yeah. the bright, um, uh, unexpected, poppy, more like. Uh, cute, interesting elements of fantasy. Like I, mm-hmm. I love that so much that I can't imagine playing like the traditional D and D setting. Yeah. It's also so fun to kind of like figure out how to flavor it into like your new theme. Like I find that like stuff really, really fun. So like, you know, you know, like when we have green pennies and Oz instead of gold pieces and it's still GP, like that's very clever. <laughs> I accidentally read some stuff I shouldn't have so I was. I, <laughs> That's the danger of us having these books where we're like, all the answers are right here. <laughs> well, I was. I, I had this thing where I was like, I just want to know what people think of Andrew Kolb. I don't know why. I, I wanted to. I was just interested. So I just yeah. went on Reddit and I just searched Andrew Kolb. And it turns out a lot of people talk about him, especially in like OSR, OSR, ORS. Will, you'll tell me what it is. Uh, in these like gaming subreddits and DD subreddits, and they, they talk about his campaigns. And uh, they all say nice things, by the way. People love Andrew, just completely. But there were some there were some spoilers from the Oz book that were also posted in comments. And so, uh, I don't know. I know too much now. I know too much now. <laughs> Is it directly related to our campaign? Well, this person exists within the world that we're in, and so it could be related if we oh, chose. Oh well, I to. mean, there's, there's like, I mean, there's specific characters we've like run into where like, oh, now you know all. all we about have the not run into lion, even though we've heard yeah. a little bit about him. Yeah, we have not run into them, but now I know they exist. 
<laughs> I wish you knew more about the gingerbread man. That's the one. <laughs> I want to know more about the, the yellow femur. Okay, anyway. Continue. Yeah, yeah. There's so many mysteries. Uh, okay, and then one more fun D&D uh, com- uh, thing that I've been joining. I know that Andrew and I have talked a lot about uh, Dimension 20. And uh, Andrew mentioned that he was like finishing up Fantasy High. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually not that far off from finishing it. I'm going to only watch one show at a time and finish it. So I did that and I really enjoyed it. And then I found out that there's kind of an in-between season between seasons one and two that is called The Seven that is an all-girls D&D uh, like adventuring party. And it is the... I'm, uh, it is the seven girls that are like involved in the bad guys plot within the first season of Fantasy High, which is a really, really fun way to like spin off because they're like characters that you interacted with, but that you don't know very much about. So like they get to really build their own characters. They just had names already, basically. So really, really fun. If you enjoy that, like don't skip on that one because I think it's a really fun campaign. Like the people playing are so fun. And I think it's just like awesome to like see a D thing with all girls like it's very rare to have other girls in D groups so it's just nice like that just makes me happy that makes me happy too <laughs> yeah um and then yeah other than that um patrick asked me to talk about this like on the show and i don't want to like throw my manufacturer under the bus because this is getting fixed oh, but i um, meant to start yeah. with this i totally forgot yeah. about this already <laughs> okay it's okay it's, it'll, it'll be quick i think but um yeah like so uh I, I ordered some new pins and it takes a long time to get pins so you have to strategically order ahead of time so i did that and i've got my stuff in but now um i found out that like a lot of my order was wrong and unfortunately i got um all soft and enamel versions of my pins that I ordered hard enamel versions for. And I do, I do don't, I don't think that they look like so bad that they like, nothing's like wrong with them. They're just not what I asked for, you know? Um, and so like, if anyone ever wants to know the difference between soft enamel and hard enamel today, you will learn. (laughs) So I'm going to try and move so I can hold this closer to the camera. I'm going to make you very large. So apologies. Oh, perfect. That'll help. Okay. So these were the original ones. These are the hard enamel, and as you can see, they're, like, flat um, on the top. Like, they are shinier. Um, And then this is the soft enamel ones, which means that the, like, enamels kind of stands up a little bit. They're not as shiny. So, like, when they fill it, they don't, like, polish it down so that they are, like, flat completely. And um, it's, yeah. It, it's just like not the same to me. The The lines are also usually like you can get them finer. Can you finer hold them when up side have... by side? Oh, yeah, like, sure. Sorry. You know, it doesn't look as bad as I expected, but soft enamel never looks as like crisp or precise as hard enamel. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Like, and you can actually get like more detail in your soft enamel pins because there's like a like literally what they do to make a soft enamel pin a hard enamel pin is grind it down so the lines just like like you know like as they get closer to the like bottom of the mold they're a little bit thicker so that's why the lines like look thicker and like come out crisper you know because they're like clearer and a little bit oh do they they fill them they make them the same to start with the exact same mold for both of these pins Mm -hmm. it's just the finishing yeah I mean, I'm not a pen person yeah. in that like, I don't get them made. I assume there was literally a difference in the enamel. I like both soft and hard enamel pins. I have no problem, but it's just like a design choice that's intentional. So like, I don't, like, I didn't want soft enamel pins. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so like for the same pin, I have this version, which is called die stuck, where you only use oh, the yeah. mold. So this is the same mold again, but it's just a different metal type and with no color filled in. So basically you start with this. And then you add the colors. So this is then the soft enamel pin. And then if you want to, to make it hard enamel, you add the polish and grind it down. 
See, so in the same yeah. way that dinosaurs evolved, you could yeah. sell a collection of three <laughs> pins to show the evolution of creating a hard enamel pin. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, 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 they're going to replace them. It's, it's all fine. Like, but um, I do think it's like now everyone learns something new about how you make enamel pins. <laughs> That's fast. So uh, Will asks, are hard enamel normally thinner because they are filed down? Um, I don't, I mean, like if you have these two pins, like I don't notice a difference. Like there might be something that they do like to make it the same. I'm not sure, but they feel the same to me, like holding them. Okay. Well, there you go. Now we have all learned something about pins and, uh, like in my mind, there was like a massive difference. Like, I do not know how you're, well, I mean, I opened so the bag and was immediately like, why are they like not right? right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when it, so that somehow, that somehow sounds like more, understandable because again in my mind it was like two separate processes two separate animals i didn't realize that it's it sounds like it's very similar it's just kind of like an extra step um so i will get like them replaced everything's fine i'm not like mad about like it'll it will be okay we're not mad like uh, we're not we we love it we're not mad it's a good uh learning moment (laughs) okay great stuff is that it for you Lauren? that's it for me all right with that, that's the end of our Around the Table. So up next, our Master Categories. The Master Categories are the part of the show where we talk about the topics that we rolled from the week before. I've already said that wrong. We rolled dice. Those give us our categories, and that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, we didn't actually roll dice last week, yeah. so it doesn't matter how I say it because it's garbage. We do it whatever apply. we want. We do whatever we want. And so we're going to talk about two things. Let's start with yours, Lauren. Yeah, I think that's and great. And then we will end on our TMNT discussion. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I've been saving this for a long time, but I haven't gotten art, so I haven't had a chance to do this. Um, so I got these really cool stickers in uh, a while ago. It's by this artist called Witch Xing or like Witch Crossing. Um, and these are like reimaginings of the Disney princesses kind of uh, – I guess like it's it started off as like D and D, you know, classes, but it's a lot more like yeah. just fantasy stuff. So it's really really cool drawings, and these are like holographic stickers that have like um, really nice coding and stuff. So you got like Cinderella is kind of this like assassin rogue. You have um, Rapunzel as this like Medusa kind of thing with the long oh, that's hair. Rad. These are really cool. Uh, you have Tiana as like this like boss lady with all the money. And you can see all the shiny. <laughs> yeah, I so love all this the money one. is like foiled or whatever. It looks yeah. So this is Sleeping Beauty as like a knight. I love this one. And it's just got like they're all shiny foil with different colors and stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that's it's all like the blood and stuff is the foil. This is mm-hmm. And the like nice. rose petals. Um, Little Mermaid is kind of like a, like a necromancer, I guess. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> And like her scales are shiny. And then they did Mulan is like, I guess like, a, I don't know, like a sorcerer it has like this ghost around her and the ghost is shiny. Um, this is like the, they, this was originally series one. They've now like started to do more and like have more available on their website. They have Merida, they have Elsa, they have, um, I, I literally like just ordered all of them. Cause when I bought these, these were the only ones that they had. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, I like all of these ones too. Yeah. Oh, they had beauty and the beast. Um, I just think they're really cool. Like I love when people can do like, kind of like a reinterpretation of like a character that's like that iconic. And then you change so much, but it's still like, Oh, that's obviously this person. And they did like so many cool, like nods to each character. Like, yeah, like the, the ghost is like Mushu, you know, things like that. And, um, 
yeah, like Sleeping Beauty has all the like thorns around her and there's like rose petals floating down and, you know, just like really nice little touches that are like still personal to each character. But like so freaking cool. (laughs) The finish makes such a difference because some of those. Yeah, it's not my favorite illustration style, but what they've chosen to highlight with like the foil finish or or. Yeah, it looks so nice. Oh, yeah, it, it. it makes me really, really love it more than I would have had I seen just the illustration. It's also like, I don't think I can show you like on camera, but there's like a texture to it where like on the black lines, they're like raised up a little bit. So like these are really, really high quality stickers. They're very nice. Yeah. And you said that's hard enamel? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, they do actually make pins of all of their designs and a bunch of other stuff. I'm putting the link to their shop here. Um, they have prints of some of these uh, princesses as well. They did have an art book that I wish I had gotten because it was just like really cool. And I think these are awesome. Uh, but I wasn't quick enough to order that one. But I think these this is just like a really cool thing. And a lot of her artwork is really neat. So I, I, I love these. And I think this like the stickers are cool. I hope she keeps doing more because I would keep buying them. <laughs> Yeah, Will, I don't know if that's a... I'm sorry, not Will, Jedi, uh, Patrick. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. a good statement or not, but Patrick in chat said, reminds me of those foil stickers they used to sell in the quarter machines at Taco Bell. Yes, actually, yeah, yeah. Like the thing where you would like put the thing in and then like pull it out. You put the 50 cents in and you pull the thing out and it has like the cardboard. (laughs) I would for sure pay 50 cents for that sticker. Oh yeah, just, yeah. just kidding. So Definitely how much? How much it. are the stickers though? How much they're, are they? They're six fifty each, but you can buy them as a pack now. Oh, Snow White was the other one that they added, and she's like a witch. This is—they're really, really cool. I love all of these, and it's a great artist. Her stuff's neat, and she has some really cute Barbie pins that she's making right now. So definitely go check out the website, check yeah. out the Instagram, all the fun things. Um, it's a great artist to follow because these are just good things. And you said, do I pronounce this witch crossing? By the way, yeah, or just witch witch xing is so okay. like. Usually Xing is an abbreviation for crossing. Yeah. So, so which X I N G yeah. dot com. You can find it all there. Yeah, those are awesome. Yes. Those are great. Yeah, really, really cool pins. They do a lot of or sorry, stickers, and they do have pins, I think. And but I think they have short pre order times because they're these are very elaborate, like kind of like those fantasy pins. Yeah. Um, so uh like low quantities but very elaborate pins. Cool. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Alrighty, All right. I'm so excited to talk turtles. Let's talk turtles. All right, so let's jump into our, our uh, discussion of Mutant Mayhem. Now, this is going to be part of a discussion because Andrew will be back next week. And if there's one thing we all know about Andrew, it's that he likes to get the last word. And if there's a second thing we know about <laughs> Andrew, it's that he loves TMNT. Like, th- mm-hmm. this is, if there was a defining property for him it's this one luke's was ghostbusters yeah. andrews is tmnt mine is working girl those are what they are so mine is totally magicians isn't it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lauren I'm yours so is okay for sure this. magicians I'm so okay with this <laughs> so so we will give our opinion on it we'll, we'll do our rating we might talk a couple spoilers after the fact uh, although we yeah. really should have that big discussion with Andrew next week. So just expect- I have I have one spoiler that I would like to say because it's just a joke that someone yelled out in my theater, but it is a spoiler for a joke. So I okay. have to wait. <laughs> OK, OK. So uh, so this is the start of the conversation. Next week's full conversation. But TMNT Mutant Mayhem is the latest uh, Turtles film. Uh, and this is by 
Oh, my word. Seth Rogen. And what's the director's name? I really should have looked this up, everybody, before I started. It's fine. I'll, I'll pull it out in, uh, in just a second, and I'll, I'll properly attribute people. But here's the idea behind this. This is the Turtles as actual teenagers. They are voiced by teenagers. Um, the it's, it's written to feel like it's from teenagers. There is a lot of ad-libbing that happens in the film that were things that these uh, actors were saying to each other and and uh, they would be told to oh say that instead that if that's yeah. something you say and then explain it to me after the fact but go ahead and say that <laughs> if that's something you would say and additionally the art style in the film is meant to look like it was drawn by a teenager and so there's it the mm-hmm. the embellishments the um, the messed up proportions uh, it's supposed to look like it would the come wildness, directly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Directly from the margins of a of a school book, notebook, etc. Uh, and so that's the idea for this film. It's okay if they're teenage mutant ninja turtles, then let's hone in on the teenage aspect. And then we also see this in the script because it's what would a teenager actually be concerned about? And in this case, yeah. teenagers concerned about going to school, and teenagers and concerned fitting about. In. And growing up a little bit, yeah. Right, and so this is attempting to be the first film about teenagers that actually treats them like teenagers. We're going to go over impressions in just a second, and in fact, Lauren, I'm going to get you to tell me yours first, but before we dive into that, I want to make one other note, and this is that this is not the first animated film Seth Rogen's been a part of, uh, and this is also... Not the only, right, this is also not the only hyped animated film this year because we just had uh, another Spiderman film. And that's going to be the really easy uh, direct comparison. Uh, But one thing that stood out to me, if you remember with Spider-Man, there were some talks about how uh, much the animators were worked on that film and that they were, Mm -hmm. had tough deadlines and a lot to do. and, And it's a... You know, it's it's a very dense film and a fairly quick turnaround from the last one. Um, and so on this film, one thing that Seth Rogen has come out and said um, mm-hmm. is that it was very, very important for him to know that the animators were not overworked during this film. And I mention this because on Seth Rogen's uh, other animated, last animated film he was a part of, um, with all the raunchy condiments, uh, it oh, a sausage party. Sausage party. <laughs> it also they also had complaints from animators on that film about being overworked. And so, in oh. the case of this one, it was very important that if if you as an animator wanted to work a three day week, you got to work a three day week. If you wanted to work remote, you got to work remote. Uh, these are specific examples that were called out because they did not uh, want to take advantage of the people that are really defining the film in a big way outside of the primary cast. Um, and they wanted to make sure that the people that were having to to take the brunt of either the deadlines, pressure, et cetera, were the people actually getting paid to take the brunt of that. So like the director. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, now whether or not that's true, it'll be interesting to see if any other animators <laughs> come forward and comment on it. But Seth Rogen has al- already been I feel proactive. Like we would have and... already seen it in the comments, you know, <laughs> but he's already been proactive in saying it was very important to us that, uh, that, that, that was the case. Uh, the other thing I already mentioned beforehand makes is that me this, happy. this film cost 30% less to make than the most recent Spider-Man film. So with all that That's in mind, crazy. let's get into our light review of it. Lauren, why don't you why don't you give me your your two minute or three minute review of the film? 
For sure. Uh, I thought this was like like a great movie. I think that it was really funny. It was really cute. Like it was surprisingly emotional sometimes. Like I think they made really smart choices with like how they updated things and what like what they chose to update. Like, like you said, like I think that they did a really good job of like making them teenagers. And like that was a really fun like twist on this. And like they like they really feel relatable. Like I liked that they all felt like very individual, like they have different personalities. They look a little different than each other. Like they have different like personal taste and things like that. And then I thought their like update of April was really cool too. Like I like that she's also a teenager that she has a lot in common with them that like, you know, she feels really equal with them, which I felt like was a really awesome choice because like I grew up loving Ninja Turtles and playing Ninja Turtles every day, but I would have never ever chosen to play as April O'Neil before this movie. You know what I mean? And like now it's like, Oh yes, I would want to play as her. Like she's really cool. Like that's awesome. Um, I think that, like you said, the animation and like style is really cool. Like I think, Think that people are seeing what was done in Into the Spider Verse and like just growing from it and like making even bolder choices and even crazier choices, which is just like amazing because like this movie really really feels like drawings come to life in a way that like they, I think that they wanted to do this in Spider Verse, but because they hadn't made that leap yet, that was the like highest level of innovation. But then after seeing that, you're like, okay, we can leap even further. And so like you get this, which literally feels like drawings walking around and moving. Like I love how they did stuff with the light and like how that moves and you can see it and like the energy everywhere. Like you said, it does feel like those like high school notebook drawings, like, you know, just like scratchy lines and like stuff. Like I loved that this style of this movie, like I would love to watch more stuff that like this. Yeah. I, um, the 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 standouts for me one is that this is my favorite set of turtles uh i i love this this cast i feel of like they have the most interact. personality that of any of them like honestly like what can you say about any of them individually you know like in other films other than like they have one kind of defining thing completely so th- I, yeah. this is this is my favorite turtles um for the primary cast the um it is also a very in its like oddness it's like really consistent it's very solid uh which i'm gonna contrast to spider-verse in just a second but the other standout for me is where they just took the script um it it felt kind of unconventional in some ways for if we put it in the bucket of superhero film uh in terms of how everything ultimately wraps up and and where everybody is left but I like I like that I, I like the direction they decided to take the script I like the way people were involved I like the like motivational speeches you get I like the way you get to see it's not just Leo and his couple of helpers but you really get to see each one of them and their like deep involvement and their deep and in- their deep personality and in- kind of how mm-hmm. everything resolves uh, and-, and of course you you get left with. Uh, wanting more from it so i i was i, I just walked out of the theater feeling really good you know i, I yeah didn't walk i feel out. the same way like we were all smiling and like really excited and like just happy like and i i think i also want to mention like the fight scenes in this movie are really freaking cool there's one oh where they gosh. like sequentially fight a bunch of bad guys like one fight like bleeds into the next into the next and it's so cool like that's like that in itself is a reference to some other things, but that's now going to be like a thing that people take and use in other movies. I think. Yeah. That, that it almost felt like the first time you watched a film like snatch, how it's like so sleek and cool. And it it felt that like it was such a cool scene in that moment. And as soon Mm -hmm. as it was done, I just wanted to rewind and start watching that scene immediately again. Oh gosh. Yeah. I I think it's so good. And then I, I, so strong. 
I would also shout out that like, I think the voice actors were really, really well done because like, I think when you, like when the trailer came out and they were like, all these celebrities, I was like, how is this going to work where everyone gets a moment? And it's like, actually, no, the, those celebrities are really just kind of cameos. Like I did even like, there's, they don't even talk long enough for you to figure out who some of them are, honestly, but I, it like, they're good at what they do. And like, they, you know, like it is fun to try and like, you know, like it is fun to just have them as cameos. And then the ones who really shine are the turtle kids and they're amazing and they're so good. And it's, it's like, I've, like I said, I, or like, excuse me, like you said, uh, I've seen the interviews where like it, a lot of this is just improvised because they put all the kids in the same room to record their lines and they would just like, you know, like argue with each other <laughs> in between takes and stuff. And they just started like using their vocabulary and their words to like, just stick it into the movie, which I think adds a lot of, the like personality and like realness to these characters. Yeah. Um, okay. So my one complaint with the film and then my comparison, Mondo Gecko, Paul Rudd's character in the trailer has a great line and the delivery is just so weird and funky and I love Mm -hmm. it. That's the only line he delivers that way in the entire film. The rest of the time, he just <laughs> like talks normally, and that drove me insane. I wanted more of the like really weirdness from Mondo Gecko. That's all. I just want. I just want That's to point funny. out. I was totally yeah. let down by that. Um, okay, so contrasting this, by the way, to to uh, across the Spider Verse, which I I think is the natural one to compare to. I mean, it's going to happen when the Oscars come. <laughs> I did like the art in Spider Verse better. And I think I liked it better just because of the variety of it. There's a lot mm-hmm. more yeah. uh, exploration into different styles. There's, uh, you know, I mean, you have entire characters yeah, in Spider there. Spider-Punk that- alone is exactly. his own invention of complete uniqueness. Like when you're <laughs> seeing scenes from someone's perspective, the entire movie just changes into like another style for for that perspective. And mm-hmm. so I think that type of exploration and that type of variety ultimately made that a more interesting animated film for me. So I do prefer Spider-Verse from an animation standpoint. Well, I I think, okay, I might flip-flop this because I think that, like, I think that Turtles, this Turtles movie couldn't exist without Spider-Verse, so I can't have to acknowledge that, that they kicked off the, like, thought process that got them to this level but I kind of preferred the art style in this maybe just because it is so new and different and so it was just like there's things to look at everywhere like the scratchy texture like this is just really different and cool to me so I maybe like the animation in this one this much more but I think the story in Spider-Verse has so much more to say than this does and like you know like not that this has nothing to say but like they're they're really uh saying something a bit bigger i think and like more that resonates like beyond you know like younger audiences and stuff with spider-verse versus this is a really fun movie it's really cute but like the basics of this are like yes we should all accept each other which is a story we've all heard before and that's totally fine because they're doing a lot of new things on top of a story we have heard before which is fine because we know turtles you have to make this thing different somehow and they did that in a really cool way it's just layered on a story that's very familiar and in fairness, teenagers, their worldview does not extend beyond themselves and their friends. So it would make yeah. sense that for the turtles, the things they're concerned about is much smaller than mm-hmm. what we see on the other the side. The Avengers so or whatever, yeah. <laughs> it, it all fits. All right, so this is Yeah, absolutely. Great this, movie. This is the poster we were given for the That's early screening. 
Um, you know what? If people are interested in it, why don't we just give this away next week? So oh, cool. uh, people yeah. are interested, we'll just give this away. So we were given this poster. Mine has spilled popcorn on it. And um <laughs> authentic Greece. <laughs> we were also given a book as well. And this Ooh. book goes into a little bit of the history of the turtles, and then it also has a, a several of the like important like turtles covers and things like that. Just just artwork for you to go through. Uh, this would look very familiar. Um, so, oh yeah, um, super cool though. If you're if that's interesting to you, then uh, say something in Slack or in here, and then next week that's something we give away. So we'll just leave you with reviews. Uh, I'm not going to do anything uh, cheesy uh, like number of of slices. Just kidding. We're going to do uh, just out of ten. That's that's the number that I understand. So uh, I'll go first. Uh, I don't like animated films. You know that. Oh, I always forget this. Yeah. So, I have to give it props that I actually did enjoy this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is my favorite Turtles film. So, I feel like I have to rate it fairly highly. I am disappointed by Mondo Gecko. Mm-hmm. But most of that's on Paul Rudd. Um, I think I'll just give it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give it the full 10 out of 10 because okay. I think that like there's not much I would change to make this a better movie. I think that they really did a great job and this is a really fun update to the turtles and I hope that they get to make a bunch more mo- of these movies. Yeah. All right. I can't wait to hear Andrew's opinion. I know he's shaking yeah, his I'm, head. He's I'm actually very excited. With it. I hope he likes I mean, do you know if he I assume you know if he liked it. He wouldn't tell me. <laughs> what's funny he just came out that, completely blank face no what's reaction. funny is that we finished the film and we had to both get on an airplane that you know we had to both get up the next yeah, morning yeah. at 4 a.m or whatever and so we finished the showing looked at each other and said we'll, we'll talk about it next week and then we left um so we really did not have a conversation about it that is hilarious i mean andrew likes everything like andrew could sit in a theater and the movie could like not even start playing he had sit there two hours and he'd still give it five out of ten. So <laughs> he is going to have liked the film because it did play in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have again weird theater dude. Ooh, there's another dude named me just coughing the whole time. Like he probably mm-hmm. had like bronchitis or something, and that sucks. But like I don't know, there was just it was just a lot going on. You have um, really like interesting theater goers in your area. Like like of all the movies worse. that I've seen recently, like the weirdest thing that happened was like when I was at Oppenheimer, the girl next to me, she got on her phone a couple times to check in. Like she put it away real quick. So I didn't really think about it later. But then like halfway through the movie, she just got up and left. So I'm like, oh, something serious must have been going on. <laughs> I, I, I got spoiled going to draft house theaters. That's what happened. And so now mm-hmm. like if I hear the slightest thing out of someone, <laughs> I just want to be like, let's go. Kick them out. Kick them out. Let's go. And then they don't. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for me. We'll talk a couple spoilers after this. And again, we'll have our full discussion next week. I think that's it for the episode. Do we need to to roll any dice, Lauren, or should we wait till Andrew returns? We can. We could roll dice if you want to. We could leave your friends behind. Oh, I thought the same thing. Let's Let's roll dice. And I'll let you roll for... Great. And then I'll let you roll for Andrew. Um, So, rolling my D20... Oh my word, I rolled a one, so you get to choose for me, and then I rolled maybe, past. Maybe you should do Ninja Turtles trivia for your giveaway. Okay, great. So next week do I'll do think? Ninja Turtles trivia. Andrew's I will hand us. I just said that based on my understanding of the turtles. Okay. You know what? I might just do I I might just do turtle trivia, but I'll figure it out. I actually love that. Yes. So okay. then you could incorporate other turtles and I think I that's might just fun. do turtle trivia. 
I got a 12 and a 13. How weird is that? <laughs> All right. So which is yours? Okay. So I'll take the, okay. I've got 13 then, and I got games and then Andrews is 12, which is music. Perfect. And then I need Easy. to roll the and he loves music. Well, you could just pick the turtle soundtrack because we forgot to mention how good that is as well. Ooh. Now I want to know if he thinks that's better. Or the, I listened to that when I was working out, and I absolutely love the soundtrack. It's yeah, so that's good. Not, but you're not Andrew, so that that might not be a valid opinion. We have to All wait right, to see so Andrew's opinion. He got a two, and I got a... Or, sorry, he got a four, and I got a two for the... Cool. All right. Well, that's it. Y'all, there's my Georgia coming through. Y'all, Y'all. we just finished another episode. <laughs> uh, so... Oh, okay. Actually, I don't have this script for this part, and this part I don't remember. So, so... <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on. I think I have it in the the captions. All right, so um, if you like this episode, you can find show notes and links for everything we talked about at mofone.network. You can click on the episode and and see more information. Uh, And you can see our full archive of episodes. We've made 500 and something episodes. I mean, it's a dumb amount of episodes. Uh, And you can go to listen to any of them. Isn't that crazy? You can get outdated information whenever you want it. You can also join the conversation on Slack. So mofone.network slash Slack, or just go to move1.network and just click the Slack icon that you see. But you can join. Hey, if you want those really cool dice trays that Tolene made, uh, yeah. Tolene, then uh, go in there at it's Tolene and just say, "Here's my money. Where do I send it?" And uh, and we'll talk to you. We'll be your friends. By the way, if you join Slack, initially you're only going to see like one channel. If you hit that old Command K, then you can like browse channels. There's so a lot of channels, channels, so you might think there's nothing happening. It's just happening in a different channel. Um, bunch. And if you never want to miss an episode, then make sure you go to twitch.tv slash podcast to follow and subscribe. Also, give us your Bezos dollars, all right? So, like, it, that's free. If you if you have Amazon Prime, that means that you can use that to give us a free Twitch subscription. It's free for you. We get a couple bucks. Win-win, as I like to say. And also, if you subscribe on Twitch, you can go back and watch our full live unedited podcast the last i think like 60 days and so for instance uh if if you missed last week's discussion something really great happened Mm -hmm. i actually don't remember what happened but you can go in there and you can watch it and you can know what happened (laughs) even though i don't remember um and uh or if next week you don't make the rest of the turtles discussion you can go check it out so go there and then of course just be on twitch anyway join us when we record mondays uh 7 p.m central uh great conversation talk and chat meet other people if you say something that's witty or interesting, we'll, we'll, we'll say it on the air. And uh, finally, subscribe, rate, review everywhere you get your podcast from. We're climbing the ranks in Moldova. I hate to keep harping on it, but we just <laughs> went up a two couple, now. <laughs> we just went up a couple more spots. I don't know what it is over there. There's we were number one. one now. I thought we were like number three. <laughs> there is one person in Moldova that is just going through our archive right now, and we are winning because of it. Yeah, so we love you. you. Um, and are. if you uh, leave a review, a written review, we'll read it on the air and we'll read it in whatever voice you want us to read it in. Uh, that, I guess, is it. Lauren, where can people find you? I'm at Not Cool Co. everywhere. And you can find me at my house. And with that, we're going to get out of here. I'm Patrick. I'm Lauren. Bye. Adios. Adios.